listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. Hello there. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb and Michael Pina. I'm Rich Levine. And guys, we're recording this on a Thursday morning, exactly four weeks to the day before the NBA draft, but we're not quite ready to go there yet. Instead, in today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Kyrie Irving situation, what might he do, and in turn, what might the Celtics do. We're going to catch up on the Eastern Conference Finals between the Bucks and the Raptors. But first, as always, we remind you, please subscribe to the Winning Plays podcast, wherever it is you might listen to these. It is a huge help for us with the numbers. Also, please give us a follow on our newest Twitter account, at Winning Plays Pod. At always, as always, shout out to CLNS Media for hosting this show. Shout out to betonline.ag, the best sponsor we've ever had, and it's not even close. Uh, and with all that said, we're going to start this week's episode with a quote, courtesy of, uh, well, courtesy of our resident Celtics beat writer, Brian Robb, but that is via Celtics owner, Wick Grousebeck. So, B-Robb, you want to you get, get us started with this? This is from the radio last week, is that right? Yeah, so I thought this was uh, noteworthy. We haven't obviously chatted since... Uh, you know, we chatted last week about the draft lottery, but we heard from the first time from ownership or the front office after the season, uh, for the first time last week, Wick Rosebeck made an appearance on 95 The Sports of on Felger and Maz. And he was, you know, he played the, the interview pretty close to the vest. He didn't, uh, you know, he was questioned about Kyrie, questioned about the season and didn't go, you know, didn't play, show any cards really, which is understandable given that uncertainty here, but when uh, he was asked about, you know, just the, the offseason decisions to come, and one quote kind of stood out to me, and he responded to it. He said, just talking about what Danny and Brad and him have to decide, is, quote, we've got some layups, and we've got some three-point shots, and we've got a half-court or shot or two to try to hit. There's some easy decisions, and there's some harder decisions, and we're actually going to have to take the time to decide in a sense what the roster looks like. So first off, I want to know what you guys think the half court shot is because we're talking degrees of difficulty, first of all, and <laughs> it's, making, it's, it's making Teddy Rozier happy. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes like, like someone will tell a joke and then you explain the punchline. So I thought Wick made a very nice analogy with the layups and three point shots. And then he went and just, just explained it. Just explained it. Yeah, give he, he, but I don't know the half court shot. I mean, that's either got to be. Uh, I hope that's not Kyrie resigning. No, I mean I think that's nah. either that's either KD or AD. In my I mind. hope it's not AD either, though. I don't think AD is a half court shot. I think I hope AD is a three point shot. Well, you've never seen Wick take a half court shot before. Maybe maybe he's pretty good. <laughs> uh, or maybe maybe Lucky's taking it. But so you don't think so. So what you think that KD would be the the half court shot then, right? If it's not if it's not Anthony. Yeah, I mean that would definitely make sense in terms of what, uh, at least from a Celtics perspective, what's realistic. That would feel like, you know, while while it seems, I don't know, Mike, you, it seems more likely than ever, Durant is going to leave Golden State. Whether or not he would be willing to come to, you know, want to come to Boston after everything that's gone down this past year, um, seems, I don't know, like is this in a, a is this a long shot of all long shots? Is this, is even worth, worth discussing? I think. Well, the, like, he, I personally think that he's 
I don't know, as close as 100% to leaving as possible. And we can get into why in a, in a minute. Um, I think that, you know, he obviously wants to leave, but also go to a place where there's, the, you know, the, the big rumor is the Knicks, but, you know, playing with another star teammate, if he could, if he could team up with Kyrie, would he rather do it in... New York, surrounded by a lot of uncertainty, terrible ownership, a coach who hasn't really done anything and has coached zero playoff games, I believe? Um, or would he rather try to make it work in Boston? And it would obviously be a situation where there is more stability and, you know, coming off a really disappointing season, he would be he would be viewed as a savior as opposed to this, this luxury luxury item uh, as he was with with Golden State a team that has clearly shown that they do not need him to win at the highest level yeah I don't to, to get back to one thing you said Birab, I don't think what happened this year would have any effect on Durant deciding mm-hmm. to come to Boston I mean I think I, it's more about Kyrie than anything if Kyrie's not here KD's not coming I would I, so it's like right. you know all, all, all the background is just it's just noise and I think KD I was <laughs> I was gonna say he's he's better than some people than at ignoring the noise, but I, that probably is not true because he seems the one that is sometimes most affected by it. But um, I, I don't think that, that it, it would be an issue what happened this year. I think him and Kyrie would, would, would do it together. And like, like you said, Mike, this is, regardless of what just happened, this is one of the most stable and respected organizations in the league still. Um, and it won't be any different. They, they treat superstars well. You say, we, we've talked about Kyrie being upset here for different reasons, but I don't think that's because of how the organization treated him. No, I think it's more again, maybe how players on this team, you know, coexisted with him. But I think the, I think that Katie's ready to come to the East too. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no. I guess the only other place where I think I don't know, like there really hasn't been any Durant Clippers buzz, right? Like there, no, there, there hasn't is. been. I mean, I know start, there. Like, it just started. Yeah, exactly, yeah. like, like up until now, I should say, like they were. That's been quiet before. But I feel like that might be, if I'm the Celtics, I'm almost more worried about that as like, you know, a potential Durant-Kyrie destination. Than so there's a, that's under the assumption that like if, if they somehow win in Toronto or for whatever reason that Kawhi would be, would be staying in Toronto? Because if Kawhi yeah. leaves, I think he probably... Right. I, I guess... said this before, but I think that they either get KD or they get Kawhi. I've been saying that for a while now, and those are going to be their top two targets. But those two together, I don't think would want to coexist. Just me talking out of my ass. Um, <laughs> but I do think that, well, if you're, I mean, if you're Kawhi, like, why would I go to the Clippers when I can be this guy here, get all the shots I want, play the way I want, have the whole organization cater to my every whim? versus, you know, go to the Clippers and there's KD there and it's just a whole different dynamic, I think. Um, but I don't, I don't, who knows how he thinks, but but I do think that the Clippers are serious players here. Uh, they should have been taken more seriously throughout this entire time, not just for Kawhi, but for KD and getting a second star, be it Jimmy or Clay or Kyrie to go down there with him. Any chance that uh, Mr. Zion could be? A half court shot? I don't. I think that's a out of the arena shot. I think, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's like Griffin. Michael and Larry in the McDonald's commercial. Exactly. That's 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 the the upper deck. Yeah. 
Um, well, why don't we like just twist to uh, talking about Kyrie specifically in Boston based on some of the other rumors that we've heard that we'll get into. But, you know, just on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you guys feeling right now about whether or not he stays or whether or not he goes? 10 being he definitely stays. I'm definitely would... higher than 5. You're higher than 5. I'd put myself yeah, at I... a 5. 5? Oh, come on, B-Rob. I'm not letting you do that. <laughs> 5? What, what's wrong no, with 5? 5.1 or 4.9? Just one five... way or the other. 5.1. Okay. So you, so you're more likely than not. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I don't, and mostly because I don't, I, I don't think he's going to go somewhere where he has a worse team, right? Like the right. Knicks, and I, that depends on KD, right? And 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 who else they're surrounded by. But there's still, in my mind, there are very few places where he's going to go where he's going to be in a better chance immediately to compete for a title, and that includes LeBron in LA. But that's so, the one that's worrying that, that worries me a little bit. No, I'm not worried about that one, I don't think. I'm more worried about the Clippers than the Lakers. Because the only, the only like, it seems like Windhorse is the only reporter that it's, like, harping on that angle. And... Well, that's and just Steve, Rich Paul. Right. And so it makes sense from to come from, like, LeBron's camp that people would want to come there. But at the same time... um. I don't know it's it's funny that Stephen A. Smith, at I don't know if simultaneously, but a day or two later, completely, you know, not to full one hundred percent behind Stephen A. Smith, but he was like said, his sources told him that there's no chance Irving would go to the Lakers. So it's like, I don't know who the that's two different camps there, probably getting fed from two different sides of the story, but. I just don't think, given what Irving's potential options are and the fact that Durant is not going to go to the Lakers, why would he... It seems like going to the Lakers over staying with the Celtics just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense from a legacy standpoint. Right. I I guess I'll give my number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm at a th- four right now. Oh, okay. I was gonna say three, but I'm I'm not. I think my confidence is is kind of dwindling by the day, um, and it kind of it changes. I'm sh- it may change with Kyrie as well on a day to day basis. Who knows? He's probably weighing a lot of different factors. Um, What's happened recently to really sour you? I think KD is a hundred percent leaving the Warriors, and during the the Rocket series during the first round, I I kind of felt like. There was this avenue where they could sell him on staying and like, hey, like, look how critical you are to what we do. We're opening this stadium in San Francisco. We want you to be a part of that. We're going to put a statue of you uh, in front of the stadium. Uh, When you leave here, we're going to retire your number, all that, all that stuff, which you could really sell him on and just continuing the success, you know. Uh, this would be three straight titles. We'll try to get four, five, six straight titles, which is conceivable if he were to stay. Um, so now I just think that that is not going to happen. I think based on what we've seen at the end of the Rocket series in the Trailblazer series, the way Steph has played, the way Draymond has played, I just I don't see him. I mean, anything could happen in the finals, I guess, but if he were not even to return because of this calf strain and they win the title in five games or whatever, like what is he going to, is he seriously going to come back? Does anyone actually think that's possible? 
So where so where else? So we talked about the Knicks. We talked about the. I mean, maybe the Clippers if if Kawhi doesn't go there. But where else are these two guys going to team up? Brooklyn. I think those are the options. Brooklyn. Mm. Why would we discount Brooklyn? That's no, I don't, two, I, don't think, two, I don't think we should. Two max slots. Um. Ownership that is really interesting with Josai, who's going to be the majority owner pretty soon, and just. Probably, I don't know if he's like the richest because Balmer's there, but that guy has a lot of money. Uh, you're in New York, but you're not a sideshow like the Knicks. And but you're not the Knicks. You kind of are the the sideshow. You're the sidecar. Well, if they go there, you're no longer the sidecar. Those two yeah. go there. You, if those yeah. two go there, man, I'm sorry. Like the it that, like what are the Knicks? R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson and. Already, like, their ratings are plummeting. Like, I I really think the Nets would completely take ownership, just like I think the Clippers are going to take ownership of L.A. in 10 years. Like, things change. They just do. People die. (laughs) Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, younger generations are coming up. They're going to be rooting for the Nets. They don't care about the Knicks. Same thing is about to happen in L.A. Are you saying this as a a current New Yorker? You're you're feeling this vibe in the city right now that that people are ready to give up on the Knicks? And if the Knicks are even decent, people aren't going to go crazy and jump on the bandwagon again? No, I think think that uh, people were were very, like, excited. And, like, I think the Nets had, like, a weird buzz about them when they made the playoffs. And, like, people were actually caring and... Not all of the conversation was about how crappy the Knicks were and what their future was. I mean, the lottery was obviously a really exciting time for them, 14% chance, and they obviously didn't get the number one pick. Um, and KD is still technically a, a topic of, of, of a lot of conversation. And, you know, there's the, 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 there was a recent piece that Ian Begley wrote uh, for SNY about... Um, you know, the possibility, how they could get AD and Kyrie and KD and how that would all work, which is really interesting. But I, th- I think the Nets, the bottom line is that the Nets should be considered players here and not be discounted. No, not I, I agree with that. But I think that, I think the Celtics are more likely than that. I just do. To, to keep Kyrie. So to sign Kyrie, I should say. To get both of those guys. To get both? Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Celtics would have to do quite a bit, but I, I do think if, if if it would be up to KD, right? It's like if I if KD says I want to play for the Celtics, they'll right. make it happen. He he would uh, he would opt in, and then they would trade Hayward or Al for him, and that would be that would be it. And that we talked last episode about trading Gordon to Memphis, and then the absolute other side of that is trading him to the Warriors, right? That's right. The, that's the one spot where maybe you can, uh, you know, not feel quite as bad. You should sure. feel great if he was to the Warriors. <laughs> he should feel great. Everyone would be, that would be right. the best case scenario for everybody. Everyone can respect that. No, but yeah, that... But I, by the way, I, we, and we don't have to get too, too into it, but I don't think that the Clippers and Nets are ever taking over. And I know you said that people get, the new generations come in, but the generations are still being raised by, by Knicks and Lakers fans. And we, the same thing happened when, like, uh, what was that? Oop. What was the alley-oop thing they used to call the Clippers? Why well, can't I even remember it? Lob City? Lob City, yeah. <laughs> Oop. Oop City. Yeah. I mean, we heard the same thing then. It's like, you know, it's the, it's, it's the Clippers city uh, now. Well, you know, uh, Doc Rivers is going to cha- make it a Clipper city, and still no one cares. Like, it's no, still all about the Lakers. That was that was a lot of wishful thinking. I mean, Donald Sterling was still the... I mean, that was just a different... That was a lot of lip service, you know I think I mean? this might be too, but time will tell. Well, I mean, but, they're, they're, like, investing money in... in 
like I, I, I feel like they have a, lot, a smarter brand strategy here. And we, this is a completely different conversation, but <laughs> I, I do think like if you are looking at it from the perspective of, let's say KD does take a meeting with the Lakers, which is not inconceivable. It's possible. It's unlikely, but let's say he takes a meeting with the Lakers and he takes a meeting with the Clippers, like which meeting is like it, it just speaking, even about just his like brand, which, which meeting would be more, meaningful for him and i think it's it's a really easier sell to sign with the clippers yeah i agree with that the the fascinating backdrop to all this like you know do we like what are the odds you guys put at of durant and irving playing together next year like is that a sure thing in your mind like one to ten i guess what because that is a huge part of this because if you're if you feel strong about that then the celtics should you should feel obviously less good about the Celtics. Cause I don't know, like Durant for while him opting in for one year here and not and making a lot less than he could on a max. Like he's done that for a while now. I'd be, I wouldn't be completely stunned if he did it again to go to Boston, but I feel like at some point he wants to get paid to the max. Um, you know, it's really interesting. Like Rich Kleiman, his manager had a wall street journal, conversation live conversation and he was on the stage this week and he said said something that i thought was really fascinating which is that kd is 100 percent undecided about where he's going to play next year and it's interesting because kd's team is in the nba finals like (laughs) why would you say that why like that just kind of opens the door for you know, he could play. Like, so why would you what, just what, say? What do you want him to say? Yeah, you want to I say? want him to say. I want him to say, "Hey, he's he's under contract right now with the Warriors. He's having a great time. They have an opportunity to make history with three straight finals, and we're going to revisit this at a later time." Like, he doesn't have to say he's a hundred percent undecided. That makes it seem like he doesn't. There, there's a, there's a strong possibility he doesn't come back to the to the to Golden State, and you don't need to say that, even if that's what everyone in the room already knows. I respect yeah. the statement. Like I thought from, it was interesting. I mean, it's definitely interesting, and you're right, Mike. Like from like appearances sake, but it's also I think a nod to the fact of like anything I'm going to stay here is going to get scrutinized. So I'm I'm just gonna, you know, say you know, at least 100 percent undecided. Can could you imagine if you were his teammate though? Like oh yeah, I totally. oh you're 100 percent undecided. What did what do you, so you we, like what else could we do here that would that would give you some certainty in wanting to stay? Hey, you know, it, like I'd be pissed off. They're like showing them they don't need them right now. So, granted, it's the Blazers, and the Blazers have a very I, all the talk about the Warriors being better without Durant. It's like you're better against a a four seed without their starting center. Like, like let's and, bro- and broken rib point guard and a broken rib point guard. Exactly. Like let's whoa separated ribs, guys. Separated big, rib. big difference. <laughs> no one knows what that means. But that I mean that whole discussion to me is hilarious. They uh, were up seventeen in three of those games. I agree. Which is just. The Warriors are more fun to watch without Durant. I believe that they're not better without Durant. That's a like yeah. whole different equation. I um, thought what Seth Curry said was, I I might agree with it to be honest. Which was, was he basically said they are harder to defend without Durant, but they are not better. Yeah, sure. I mean, you go back that. to that. You go back to that Clipper series, and what what percentage of those possessions were were cage? I mean, he was also lighting it up you know I, I forget what he averaged in that series but their offense well, really, he had a 50 ball yeah yeah i mean that that offense really became hey whoever you know whether it's beverly whoever happens to be on katie just get him the ball and let him do his thing 
and you know we and Clay was a shadow of himself. You know, Draymond had already kind of turned it on once the playoffs started, and so playoff Draymond, but he's taking it to another level. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 but Mike, you know, you had already said you know, earlier in this podcast, like, you know, we all kind of think it's one hundred percent that he's that he's leaving. So that's why I don't necessarily care too much about what the agent says, and all because it, nothing means anything. You know, they're all just saying what they want to say. He could very well just sign with the Warriors, and everyone could forget about it, or who knows. But I just, I, I just think that. I don't see very many other situations. We know KD is not going to go off by himself, right? So there was some report, I forget where this was, but that there was a little bit of a conflict between Kyrie and KD where Kyrie wants them to go to the Nets and K- KD wants them to go to the Knicks. Have you guys, did you guys see that somewhere? Oh, I did I, not see that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you just for one quick second, Mike. I guess we okay. got to read something real quick. Okay. It's uh, we have a, an advertiser. Can oh. we can we gamble on where you think he's going to go, Rich? Oh, well, that, that's what I was going to say. If you wanted to, oh, you can. Yes, the answer is yes. You can gamble <laughs> on where he wants to go. And if you want to do that, BetOnline.ag is, in our opinion, the best place to do it. It's the best spot to to bet on the rest of the NBA playoffs. Just, I mean, the Eastern Conference Finals and the Finals. You can bet on the Stanley Cup pop, the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, this is a big one for you, Pina. The National Spelling Bee is on Saturday. Humongous. All kind of all kinds of fun props. You can bet on whether the winner will have braces or not. Uh, the over-under and the number of letters in the winning word is nine and a half. I kind of feeling the over there, but that's up to, to you guys. Uh, BetOnsports.ag no, BetOnline.ag They have live betting, virtual casino. Uh, they are CLNS Media's preferred sportsbook online. That's BetOnline.ag if you want to join the fun, you'd like to support this podcast specifically, and I think you probably do, go to clnsmedia.com slash winningplays. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And I forget what you were saying about the Knicks and Kyrie and KD, Mike, but conflict. take us away. Yeah, some someone reported that, uh, which could be just total BS, but that uh, Kyrie wanted them both to go to the Nets and KD wanted them both to go to the Knicks. And that was kind of a, a point of contention as they try to figure out how they would pair up. So I do see a possibility, like, look, like there's this, there's, you know, if you're KD, you could say, I want to go, like, screw you, Kyrie. I want to go to the Knicks and uh, Knicks, I'm not going there unless you take that third pick and you, you traded for Bradley Beal or something like that, you know, like, so there's, there's, there's different, there's different uh, scenarios where I could see KD going there, like quote unquote by himself. But uh, I do think that like, if you had to put a gun to my head, I would say that, that it feels to me like Kyrie and KD will be teammates next season somewhere. How badly do you think Jimmy Butler is rooting for this conflict to increase so he can sneak in alongside one of the other guys? I think that Jimmy and Jimmy would love to play with Kyrie and Jimmy is probably like salivating over the possibility of them both going to the Nets is is what I would I would guess. Hmm. All right. <laughs> so the Celtics when they're dealing with this Kyrie situation like Rich, do you expect them to have obviously they're not going to get a firm decision from Kyrie um, by the time the Anthony Davis trade derby comes in the full swing uh, at June 20th. 
assuming on draft night, because obviously picks are probably going to change hands on that night. Sure. Uh, if Davis is moved, but do you think they're going to have like one of these teams, whoever makes the swing for AD, I imagine will have to feel pretty confident in the where their standing is with Kyrie and Durant potentially by that point to like perhaps seal the deal and give up what needs to be given up to, to get a deal done. Yeah. I mean, everyone's talking, right? I think it's, Oh yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not crazy to, to, to assume these rules are being broken every single day. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think that they'll have, that there will be an idea or maybe there's like a wink, wink, Hey, this is, this is going to happen if, if you're willing to stay, you know, and I, and I mean, even that is a risk, right? Cause unless something's on paper, you, you, you can't really trust it, but yeah, I don't know. I, I assume that everyone's going to, going to be abreast of everything that that's happening in real time. If it, if it affects these major decisions. So if you're, if you're feeling what your confidence level is now, on June twentieth, you just go ahead and and make that deal and kind of try to tip the scale a little more, even without Kyrie giving you the nod. I mean, this is kind of leading us into our next a, a different conversation that we're planning on having, right? So I don't want to 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 step too much on that, but. I mean, I'm on the record of saying that I think that they should definitely, or I, not definitely, but they, they should. It should not be out of the question for them to get aggressive for AD, regardless of of what Kyrie wants to do. I, I think that based on how much time and planning and everything that you put in, at least just like I, these people are much more disciplined and intelligent than I am. But if I spent four years on something and and all of a sudden I watched it slip through my fingers, I would do whatever it took, no matter what, and I would go insane to try to make it happen. I don't think they're more intelligent than you. I think you could do it if you put your mind to it. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. I appreciate that. So I guess then in that situation where you're going to do it either way, and I think that is, I agree with your mentality, Mike, in the sense of like your alternate routes of Kyrie is going to walk or you're not sure, you might as well like take a swing while you still can um, on a guy like AD. Like we said, this is, that's who your way. The whole rebuild is about getting a guy like that at this point in his career. Yeah, right. that's the whole point. So if you have an opportunity, you should. You know, it's so risky, obviously. But think about the who looks worse from a PR perspective. It, let's say the Celtics trade for AD. It's this like celebration uh, in late June, and like everyone's going bananas and blah blah blah. Oh my God, the Celtics got AD, and then Kyrie is like, actually, I want to go to the Nets by myself. Does Kyrie look insane and the Celtics look like sensible people and they did everything they could to keep him there? Or do the Celtics look like fools? That's true. From a, I mean, from a – the fan base will be fully – not that they aren't – like there's – the fan, some of the fan base right now is definitely disenchanted by obviously how things ended. Um, that is not, one of the like, most just like, a little sugar-coated descriptions <laughs> they, I've ever heard. Half of the fan base hates this team right now. <laughs> And let's we'll also go. say that that large portions of the fan base are going to be miserable regardless of anything, unless there's a title at the end of the year. Cool, true, people. but they I, <laughs> very I've, cool people. I know, but that that is the reality of of what we're living in, and those are all, also be the, the loudest and, and angriest people. But well, I, I, don't I agree know. with what you're I saying. I mean, here, given the collapse of Game Seven, like you you look at where obviously the expectations were far far different, um, but just in terms of how beloved 
2017-18 Celtics were versus the 2018-19 Celtics. Like, you would never would have guessed that this team only went one round further or, or like, bowed out one round behind that 2017-18 team. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, one team. Like, I would have guessed based that this team didn't make the playoffs based <laughs> on how this team, how people reacted to this team. Uh, expectations are a bitch, man. They really are. I was going to say expectations are everything. So, but I do like back to your point though, Mike, like it is, that is the play of being like, all right, we're going to just go for it here. We're going to go for AD and like you said, kind of put, put the pressure on Kyrie being like, you wanted, you know, clearly something needed to change. We're going to give you that change. And now the ball's in your court. Are you going to go run, you know, put the tail between your legs and run away? Or are you going to like <laughs> come back here and try to make things right with, with one of the best five players in the league. Like that's a pretty, that's a lot to put on Kyrie there, but like, I feel like that might be the hand that they're forced to do. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think in a, in a way, especially, especially the way this past season ended with the playoffs and Kyrie's performance that we still haven't entirely gotten to the bottom of, but like if you get AD in a Kyrie almost feels like house money a little bit to me. Like, cause you still, you still have Anthony Davis and, and you ask the question, like, will the Celtics for a year, for a year, for, for a year. Right. So, so that's what I was going to say. You say, will the Celtics look like fools or, or whatever it was, if they trade for AD and Kyrie still leaves, I think we hold that for a season. And then if after that next year, AD is gone and you're left with no Kyrie, no AD, then yeah, they, you, you look pretty stupid, but um, I have faith. And I, and I know I've said that, that Rich Paul scares the hell out of me and, and he does like, I, and you already have Marcus Morris here, but that, you know that's different when you have Anthony Davis. I think that you get him, and that's a win. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how, how you how you look bad this year when you have a full season of Anthony Davis and a full year. You know whether it's the Paul George, and we'll see what happens with what Toronto did with Ka- Kawhi. Where you know there is at least a recent track record of convincing guys to stay, and the Celtics do it right. And you can at least with if you don't get AD. And it's gonna cost, and Kyrie is gonna walk. That might cost you Horford too. Like you might need AD in order to like re up Horford for a couple years. And I feel like that's almost like like Kyrie's not house money. But if it's gonna, if the cost of not going after AD is gonna be Kyrie and Al, then it's almost worth getting Al in my. I mean, worth getting AD in my eyes just in order to sell guys like Horford, obviously like Baines, and then. You know, just the guys that have the option of, you know, they still want to win, want to change and like culture, want to like, you know, uh, something to sell them on to come back to say, okay, things are going to be different here. We obviously want Kyrie back. We, we're not sure yet. But those guys are going to have to make the decision, Mike, before free agency even starts. So you're going to kind of have to offer them a plan by then, too, about how things are going to be different. Yeah. Um, this is kind of switching gears into an unexpected territory but the uh, sorry but the uh, the uh all nba teams were just oh. announced i don't know if you guys saw that i haven't seen it yet can we guess and where it's, Kyrie is? it's 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 pretty there's one thing on there that is that is very interesting to me Kyrie Irving uh, first, first first team Kyrie, no uh <laughs> no that did not happen um the Kyrie was second team yeah that's expected did Dan ex- get his supermax Dame is yeah, Dame is eligible for the. I mean, he made uh, Dame made second team, um, so he's eligible for the supermax. Um, 
the interesting things to me, the most interesting was that Brad Beal did not make it to third team, which is big for Supermax. So no Supermax for him. And Kemba did make it. So Mm. just a little, uh, I think that's probably the most intriguing in terms of Supermax um, implications and and whatnot. Uh, Also, Paul George over KD for a second, for first team which also a little interesting and then the joker big honey first team first team center that's beautiful Mm. uh quick quick question just to just to get back to charter territory yes yes um so you 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 said earlier mike that you know there's a chance you could see maybe we talked about Kyrie and kd going to the clippers right Mm -hmm. and let's say that that happens let's say that Kawhi does not want to stay in toronto Mm -hmm. anywhere else you could you could maybe see him landing b rob you too is if, if anything comes to any team comes to mind? Kawhi? Yeah. Um, Guy's Kawhi a mystery. Is, I have no idea. Kawhi is so unpredictable, <laughs> but I, I, you like, is, like, I, I would not say that the Lakers are 0%. Right. You know? I think that the you could definitely build an argument there where it's like, um, Look, you you can basically be like LeBron would almost immediately be the one B like right away at this point in his career. If LeBron was in the meeting pitching that, um, and literally no one else was there from the Lakers organization, <laughs> then I could I could see I could see that that being a really intriguing sell. Um, like besides that, I'm increasingly of the mind that he's he's going to stay based on just how they've treated his body and how they've treated him and the success that the team has had in the playoffs. Like he had a, he had a really like game three, he showed out 52 minutes with like one leg for 50 of those minutes. And he basically had to drag them to that, that season saving victory. But then in game four, like the supporting cast really helped him out. So, I mean, we'll see what happens for the rest of the series. Um, but I, I, I don't think it is a done deal, or at least as much as I thought it was before the playoffs, that he would go to the Clippers or he would leave wherever to, to go wherever. Um, I think Toronto is, is it makes a lot of sense for him. Could that be a full court behind the back shot, B-Rob? Kawhi? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, They'll try. I, 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 don't, they, I, don't, I hope they try. So are you talking about a sign-and-trade, Rich? Or are you talking about... Yeah, I, I, I mean, because a sign-and-trade gets it harder because you're dealing with your number one rival. Right, I can't see Toronto moment. doing business yeah. with the Celtics. Is the, the, my, my main concern there, even though... Danny Ange would do, would do business with Toronto, obviously. I, I agree, yeah, 100%. But I don't think, I don't think uh, Toronto... Yeah, how, don't, you don't give Kawhi you, to, 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 to How many pieces would you even have to, to get... Like, you'd, to, you'd have to keep... Kyrie's cap holds, but you, so you'd have to basically like if if you if let's say Kawhi was like, ever since I was a young boy, I wanted to play for the Celtics. <laughs> all of a sudden, then why didn't you guys trade for me last year? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a very fair point. Um, <laughs> but <don't>... hypothetically, <laughs> let's say he, yeah, he just remembers that this is his lifelong dream. Um, what do you then trade? You have to trade. I mean, you're trading Max. You have to trade. Just going like, back. Just, just, you just have to dump all this money. But to, which to is which is why the Raptors, if Kawhi is leaving, the Raptors are going into rebuild mode. I feel like so. I I'm just actually don't... writing about this now. I, right. I, 
they they could go on like a little semi rebuild. They don't have to. I don't think they got to go full rebuild. But this is another. They're gonna have yeah. to start scoring some of these. There's a whole new generation of Canadians now. You know, that came up loving. You the can't Raptors just rebuild. And, and yeah, that's true. They you gotta could, score some of these kids. I think you would try to get. I don't know how long I would do. We want to talk about the Raptors, but whatever. Um, I think you would try to get like a young piece who can also play right away for Lowry, um, Pascal. You'd hope he makes a leap because you, your picks are already kind of occupied going forward, at least. So yeah. I, I think a rebuild would be really difficult. Yeah, you like not a rebuild. OG, they're not going like, to contend right away. Like no, the, be... no, you definitely won't contend. But you'd make the playoffs and maybe make a little bit of noise. Marc Gasol probably is going to opt in. Uh, so it, it would, yeah, you could do some nifty thing. I don't think they'll like tear everything down. I think, you know, but, but yeah. Um, you don't think they'll give out like Glowry to someone who misses out on all the free agents and has cap room? Like, no, I, I think that's definitely possible. Um, but I think that you would look for a more win now piece than a traditional, like completely unknown qu- quantity or, or a high draft pick, which I don't even think you could get for a guy that age entering the last year of his contract. Yeah. See, I guess my problem for the Celtics with, I mean, I guess this is going back, starting back the Kyrie discussion and, you know, targeting anyone else. Um, it's hard to see the Celtics um, through no fault of their own, like reemerging as like a, a premier destination for free agents um, in the near term, if Kyrie walks, just because like, of, of cap space or because of just perception and everything, both. I think it's a situation where, in order to get the cap space, you have to clear out the deck. Though so that's literally saying goodbye to Kyrie, to Al, to more like you're you're pretty much Tatum, Brown, Hayward, and that's it. That's your. But wouldn't you trade Hayward? You, you have to, you, to get max. We're talking max money. Yeah, if you clear it, everyone. If you let everyone go, like Baines, everyone, you can get pretty close to max money without trading Hayward. But that's like that's a clean sweep of all your current free agents. So like Terry Baines, Shemmy. No, Shemmy can stay. <laughs> so it's, it's it's Time Lord, Shemmy, uh, Hayward, um, Jalen Tatum, and uh, Yabu. <laughs> that's that's the. Uh, and I'm Not probably forgetting one Yeah, that's your court. So I, I just don't think anyone, like, maybe if you, like, it's, it's, no one's going to want to come there by themselves, I feel like. In this, everyone's kind of situated, all these, like, the, the Nets, the Knicks, the Lakers, the Clippers, they're all set up to have, we can take two guys here. Or we can, if we can't right now, we can at least make one trade so it can happen. The Celtics are not in that position to, again, it's no, through no fault of their own because, Unfortunately, Gordon Hayward got hurt, and he's not. Hopefully, he can return to what his form was. But until further notice, he's, you know, not a good contract, <laughs> and they're kind of stuck. I think I turned the, the, the turned the page in my head. Already. I've said this a few times, but in my head, in my, in my head, he is the con- good enough to, to earn that contract already. I'm believing. I mean, I th- it's entirely possible he bounced back for, for a strong year, but it's it's he's gonna have to prove it. Like no other teams are not gonna. The Celtics are going to have to give up an asset to get off that contract, I feel like. It's it's not that bad. It's not that bad, but they're still it's not a it's net neutral at best. Like I'm with you, Rich. I think that like my personal expectations for Gordon are that he's going to have I like I don't want to just say an all-star caliber year next year, but it like that should be his goal, honestly, next season is to make the all-star team. I think that 
coming off an off season where he's able to work on his game, work on his body, be healthy. Like, why couldn't he make an all-star team next year? That's just like not that crazy to me. And then in 2021, like it's a $34 million player option. Maybe he wants to opt out and like coming off a strong year. Like so that, that contract isn't that terrible to me. But... It'll only be 30 years old that year as well. Right. Right, right, right. Um, but I, I see what you're saying, B. Rob. You definitely have to prove it. Like what I'm saying is just what I think. But oh, yeah, it could it could flip quickly. Like yeah. there's no question. Yeah. It'll be easier to make the All Star team if, if Kyrie, Duran, and uh, Kawhi are all in the, the Western Conference. Um, the Abu might be the All Star team in that case. <laughs> all right, let's uh, wrap up. Mike, you wanted to hit on the Bucks Raptors quickly here. Oh, Big game. even even quicker, B. Rob. Real quick is yeah. uh, just a note. Gordon has a 15 percent trade kicker. Ooh, good note. According to spottrack.com. Hmm, interesting. Could complicate things a little bit. Um, Big game tonight. Big game for the future of the Raptors tonight. Um, yeah. What, what, are you, what are you guys <laughs> thinking about the series? We have to be very careful what we say right now when we post something right before a new game starts. Well, well this is, I will keep it to big picture here since obviously is I like the Raptors before the playoffs started to – win this series um the bucks had really impressed me but i guess at this point i'm still taking Kawhi over Giannis in terms of like the, the one guy I like so i'm going to raptors i still th- i think the raptors are gonna steal game five tonight and close it Ooh. out in six wow i love that optimism <laughs> um why is that optimism well, the I, like I think the Raptors are going to win the series too, but tonight, like winning four in a row against the Bucks is just you know that just seems really tough. Like yeah. Giannis is really good. Um, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> can't even hit the rim on a foul shot. How good can he be? Just I gotta say, I, I do agree with what Reggie Miller said that you got to take away the MVP. If you if you airball two free throws <laughs> in a playoff series, like I'm I'm sorry, like and you're like not Shaq. Like, what are we even doing here? Like, make like at least hit the rim. What do you like? Come on, you're one of the strongest guys in the league. Like, what what is what is even happening? And I'm sorry, where was that when he was shooting 41 percent from three point land against the Celtics? I know. Well, yeah. And Eric uh, Bledsoe, and, and, and Bledsoe suddenly with his one for 16 on wide open jump shots. Do you see that the, one? Bledsoe's the Bucks will not win this series if Eric Bledsoe continues to play 20 minutes a game. Even 20 minutes a game. 20 minutes a game. Too much. <laughs> Too much. Um, <laughs> start him. Start him. Play him six minutes at the beginning of each half. I don't bench him entirely, but like he has been, he's been like their worst player. He has not been great. Um, this is what I was expecting the entire season to happen against the Celtics. So you mean serious? No, but the entire regular season. That's why I was always saying that I think, think that the, Bucks had the Celtics. I mean, Bledsoe wasn't good against the Celtics either, but it didn't matter because George Hill was an all star and the Celtics were garbage. Right. I know. George Hill came out of nowhere in that series and really blindsided them. It's like if he didn't average 15 on 60% shooting, like who knows what, what the hell happens there. Sneak, but... Sneaky mid level target for the Celtics if Kyrie walks. No, no, George no, Hill. no, no. I would stay away personally. We talked about this on our text thread. I, I yeah. Um, I would target Patrick Beverly or someone like that. Oh yeah, that. Beverly first, but he might yeah. be too expensive. Yeah, Abira, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I agree with your with your basic uh, argument. I don't think I I do think the Bucks take Game Five, but Game Seven it comes down to Kawhi and Giannis, and I just think Kawhi is gonna have the edge there. Why even, do people... even even on the road, I, I like him in Game Seven to 
Why, oh, yeah, I agree. But why do people, like, I tweet this every game and it's basically become just, I feel like I'm trolling, but I'm not. I'm being earnest and I think that Kawhi is better than Giannis. And it's like, yes. people flip out. I don't get it. Like, well, what where, are people have watching? Checked, have you checked the location of the people who are flipping out? Well, they're all, of course, they're all well, that's, I mean, idiots that's in Wisconsin. But I'm just saying, like... There's a, there also are like neutral people I think in, in in NBA media who think that that is kind of a hot take and I, I just I, I'm like no disrespect to Giannis who's going to win the MVP and he had a wonderful regular season and he decimated the D- Detroit Pistons <laughs> and he obliterated the Celtics and blah 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 but like Kawhi is just especially now that Kawhi is defending Giannis and crushing him like I, like i'm sorry I, I, it's just not even it's not even really like that that crazy to me at all yeah i mean i think i, I bet those those so-called neutral people are the ones who voted Giannis for mvp right i mean no one's neutral we're all crazy right we all have, <laughs> we're, all, we're all projecting I, is I that a is that an episode title <laughs> we're all crazy sure <laughs> maybe we should change winning plays so we're all crazy um but yeah i don't i i we i don't think Birab is either i'm certainly not one of those those haters in, in terms of hating you for making that point, Pina. Thank you. I, 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 I take you Kawhi. If I have one game to win in this season, even with Kawhi uh, limping a little bit, what what is that that injury that keeps that seems to pop up? Nobody knows. Every once in a while, they're not divulging anything. It's, yeah. It looks to me like it's a, I don't know, like a thigh. Load management. Way, management. Anyway, it's his calf again. It wasn't that the thigh. What the the original injury? Yeah, the I think the original injury was his thigh. Oh, yeah. So it could it could be that again, right? Could be. I mean, he has this giant thing on his leg during when he's on the bench, like some kind of like compression. I don't even know what it is, but. But yeah, even with that, I'm I'm taking Kawhi over Giannis in, in a one game in one game situation. He like can't run. And then all of a sudden he's throwing out a left-handed dunk on Giannis. Like he's just not a human. I, like, I don't. Why would anyone bet against this person? It does not make sense to me. But I guess like maybe we should just wrap this episode up before I go off the rails, and then we can we can go into part two. Be up. I like it. Okay. Um. Yep. That's. We're gonna stay on the rails and wrap this up. <laughs> see you on the other Turn side. Nice request. We'll see you on the other side.